you don't, you just don't even realize how much other shit this, these other two are picking up. Boy, don't I. <laughs> <laughs> All this other shit that I don't realize. Yeah. I mean, I, no one no one does, you know? I don't realize either. Um, can I read a few jokes from Ira? Yeah. This is a publication that Ryan Forrester, our previous guest, mm-hmm. um, published that I thought might be apropos our current... Comedy episode. Comedy episode. Our first of, like, three or four scheduled comedy episodes. That may be true. But... Comedy's huge in the podcasting world, and we want to, like, really carve out our niche with um, deference to previous tastes. Yeah, and also, like, we don't have a sponsor yet, so... But, yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's no need to... <laughs> should we, should we um, uh, have an... Oh, we do have Jacques Vidal, who's actually coming today. One of our sponsors is coming to <laughs> That's talk true, with us right. today, which is really exciting. He's, he, said, he sent a cryptic email the other day saying that he had been looking through his bank statements and then he wanted to check in and see what kind of returns he was getting for the sponsorship and also to, we're going to submit him our SoundCloud numbers, which um, I hope will be okay. I mean... Do you have those numbers ready for him? Yeah, no, I prepared all the... Oh, I, okay. You know, I talked to my... Um, I got them notarized. I mean, so we can talk business. We can talk business, absolutely. And our SoundCloud numbers are very strong, and the podcast is strong, and um, and everything's going really well. And uh, and I'm sure Jacques will see that and offer to um, to sponsor other things and maybe see what other kinds of yeah maybe like a stand for the table or some other sort of stand. Um, yeah, um, if Jacques could sponsor the beer next time, that would be chill. It's true. We're looking for a beer sponsorship. I. I emailed Absolute the other day, you know, because of their notorious. They love the arts, and they love to bring the Same arts. Same with Brooklyn Beer, yeah. That to Bro- Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn um, Brewery. Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they're also they're also notorious um, art lovers, and uh, we'd love to get them on the podcast. We we love Brooklyn Lager. We we love Brooklyn. We think it's a great place for art. We think it's um, it's uh, it's where art happens. Oh, Jacques on his way. Okay, really quickly. Okay. Um, Jokes from Ira, from Wolfarama, published by Ryan Forrester's uh, imprint, Ratstar Press. Guy goes to a bookstore. He asks the clerk, do you have any books about people rubbing their hands together? The clerk says, look in the friction section. Laugh out loud? No. <laughs> no, it's laugh out, it's laugh out loud. <laughs> What's cute is that my mom does laugh out loud to these jokes. Really? I had to buy her her own copy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're good they're good jokes. <laughs> a restaurant put up a sign: no smoking, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's actually adorable. That's a really cute. I joke. would like stop smoking if a restaurant. <laughs> if if they would take that tactic. Yeah. Um. This guy had a job in Ecuador, but then he... Quito. <laughs> Wait, what? That one... <laughs> I don't know sure about I Ira's, like, <laughs> international flair, but... Uh, <laughs> why couldn't the artist finish his paintings, David? I, I don't know. What? He was easily distracted. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is, is the reaction one wants from, from a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Totally sad. 
it's good that your dog is like the example. Our dog was an example. Yeah, yeah. But I kept thinking about on the New York Times. Did you see the video at, from Success Academy of the teacher who was like yeah, yelling yeah. at That's the students? That's what I was thinking about. No. The whole time, because she's like, we like have the dogs. Well, she had, was like, we need to give you a timeout, like real, you know, not in a mean way, but like in a dog trainer way, very normal. Yeah. But then they just released this video from Success Academy where the teacher was like yelling at the students and she like rips. This teacher humiliates one student and like basically sort of societally shames this one student <laughs> for doing some math thing wrong. Yeah. It's like, all right, you're going to go over there. Time out. And the rest of the, your friends here are going to show you the right way to do it, right, class? And everybody's like, yes, teacher, we yeah. will. Like, she, this, it was really intense. So I couldn't Very stop thinking. Life. I was, like, going to videotape the dog trainer. Yeah. Whoa. But it's, <laughs> you dogs are different than people, I guess. That's what they, they say. That's what, they, that's what experts say. I don't believe it, but, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's what I've been told. They don't wear clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. the, the biggest choice. threshold. That's their choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, welcome, Jacques. And Heather to episode number we're not gonna disclose because we don't release these in order. Um, <laughs> Smart. Jacques Vidal and Heather Gerton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gerton. I've heard it pronounced Gerton and Ger- Gerton. 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 Yeah, or Gerton. 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 Cool. I don't even. I'm not good at it. It's yeah. Like yeah. you're hurting for a Gerton. Yes. <laughs> You hurting for Hurt a Gurton? for a Gurton. That's a flirting Gurton. A flirting Gurton. I got that. Like, Gurton. You drop it's like a soft T. Gurton. Okay. Gurton. Yeah. Short. I only ask because people pronounce my name wrong too. Crone? Yeah, nice. Crone? Yeah. Cat Crang. Yeah. What do they say? Cron. Cron. They say Cat Cron. Yeah. Cron. It's no big deal. It's not about me. This. <laughs> you hit the microphone <laughs> your face. Single syllable, though. Very strong. Love a single syllable. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Good for, like, name <laughs> name remembering games, like clapping games. Yeah. Uh, all level of team building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever played team building games? Many. I was a camp counselor, so I've, I've led and participated in many, many team building games. How long were you a camp, a camp counselor? Four years. Okay. Four years. Were you a camp counselor? Never. Never. I wanted to be one when I did Girl Scouts, but I never did any team building games. I think that's like, I, I just realized I have a huge deficiency. Oh. So you never like fell into Maybe a pile of people, that. a trust I did, fall? I did that. I did do that. Oh. So I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine then. But I never like. You got dropped, didn't you? <laughs> you blocked it out. <laughs> I blocked it out. But I didn't do a lot. It was like once. Yeah. That Were you one ever time. in the mosh pit and then you felt the urge to like get up and like let people hold you above the crowd? I did do that. Okay. But they would drop you? They would take advantage. They would. If you were a girl in the mosh oh. pit. Oh. Oh, yeah. Team building. So you, it was a, t- yeah, I lost yeah. trust Butt in the grabbing. team. Team right. building. <laughs> Woodstock 99. And then you would kick indiscriminately with your combat boots. Yeah. And into the crowd. I just totally made it sad. No, that camp like. No, I, I was actually just sad because that never happened to me when you I crowd did? surfed. No, nobody ever grabbed me. Really? Like, no one grabbed you? No. <laughs> you want to. <laughs> You're feeling left out. <laughs> um, sorry, Jacques, what was camp like? It was great. 
It was amazing. I'm still trying to... You're still in camp. I'm still in camp, yeah. I run a residency, so I'm, I'm, still, I'm still a camp counselor. Right. The vibe is similar. So yeah. Yeah. What's the residency that you run? Um, it's called the Lighthouse Works. It's on Fisher's Island. Um, I don't really run it. I'm, I'm the house manager. I'm the, I'm the guy around the house. Yeah. Yeah. You're the director. I'm the resident director. So it's like the, uh, it's sort of like being the associate producer. <laughs> Which no one knows what that means. <laughs> yeah, right? no. I'm... Yeah, I don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyways. Yeah. Well, Can't so wait. the topic of the episode, right, is comedy, so to speak? Uh, comedy as pertains to art practices or maybe as doesn't pertain, depending on... Art comedy. Yeah, art art and comedy. Um, <laughs> that is rolling her eyes. <laughs> 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 what what about that makes you really mad? I oh, I was one, I was like how will I approach this and I just realized it. Oh, I when I like mention it I always say like she is an artist who has performed comedy yeah. because I try to like distinguish the two or separate them. Like I I don't like to put them together, I guess. I cuz I feel I, it's it's insensitivity to the comedians, I guess. Yeah. More um, so than the artists. Does that make sense? Yes. So you're trying to, you're, you're trying to say, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not like uh, apprehending the entirety of the field of comedy yeah. into my art. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's its own field. That's good. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. So you consider it a separate practice? I think. I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. An artist who does comedy. Or is funny. I wish I could say a that. A funny artist. I'm a funny artist, which is so many people. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're funny, though. You know, in life. Outside of now art Now I and won't comedy. be for the rest of the <laughs> uh, On podcasts, well, I was always saying on podcasts, they always do podcasts with comedians, and they're, it's always very serious. Yeah. And the comedian isn't. The Mark Maron podcast. Yeah, it's like, usually format. serious. Yeah. 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 Well, it's okay. So you can be serious. I, wa- I want it to be. I'm like, I'm gonna be. Tr- I'm gonna try my best to be serious or to yeah. be funny. Be serious. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> to be yeah, funny. Yeah. Try my best to be funny. <laughs> just, no, we don't have to be serious, but yeah, we can be both. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be just natural. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. I feel serious now. You yeah. do. Yeah. I feel great. You don't feel natural. I feel great. You, you per- just <laughs> drank an entire thing of Vita Coco. Yeah. I mean, you must feel somewhat natural and New York with these rejuvenated. drinks. I come to New York and these drinks. I can't help myself. I it's love crazy. Vita Coco. They I love changed any drink. it a little bit from when <laughs> yeah, it first. Yeah, yeah, it's a little different. You though. love all drinks. I love beverages. I love having so many different ones. And it's it's the, the choice that makes life worth living. It's crazy. Choices. Yeah, I just live in a place where there's. Not so many beverages. Not so many choices. <laughs> They're not just shipping like boxes of Vita Coco every every. Yeah. There's <laughs> every lots week. of alcoholic choices. But. What are the choices on the island? For There's drinks? a grocery store. It has orange juice. It has milk. It has sodas, but it doesn't have these weird like niche drinks. Uh-huh. Like weird in between. Like it's not a soda. It's not orange juice. It's, it's orange milk juice soda. soda. <laughs> or milk. Yeah, milk. Milk. Milk and juice. Yeah. Yeah. But so you performed last night, true? I did. I performed comedy last night. Yeah. At a, what would you describe the venue as? I would describe the venue as a basement in an art studio building. Uh-huh. And it's been converted into sort of a bar. There's a very hefty bar down there. So we discovered. Yeah. yeah. 
when uh, your fiance and I were pressed against it. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds like there awesome. were so, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many people. <laughs> Was is it a real bar, like a legitimate bar? Or well, it- sort of. In only, I mean, no, in the sense that, like, I asked for a beer and they gave it to me, and I was like, "Great, how much does that cost?" And they were like, "Oh, listen." They babe. looked you up and down. No, they were, they were like, "There's a jar over there, so however you feel is how you should express yourself." Oh, cool. Like really, like holistic. Like the dude had beads around his neck, and yeah, yeah. And so I put in a five, and I was like, "That's how I feel." And he was like, "Respect." <laughs> it was a yeah. Um, it was Jacques, a very laid back place. Can you retell your uh, your opening joke about how you were born? <laughs> um, yes, I think I can. Um, it was about the, the community where I was raised, um, and there was a particular. There's a lot of weird rituals, but there was one particular tradition where whenever a new baby was born. Um, you had to find a clock nearby and you had to break it at that time, the time of birth. Um, and there was a, a real stigma on people who didn't do that. So um, if your baby, if, if the clock was not broken, your baby was cursed. It was very serious. Um, so when I was born, though, my parents were on a trip. They were hiking in uh, the Italian mountains. And um, my dad, like, well, sorry, to back up, the Italian mountains are very beautiful, just to say that. Um, and all of a sudden, when they were hiking, my mom went into labor. <laughs> and I was coming out really fast. And my mom looked, my dad looked down at his wrist, and he was like, oh shit, I left my watch at the hotel. And so he found a pizza on the trail and he laid down and he stuck his dick through the middle of it and it formed a sundial and my mom <laughs> noted the time and then punched him in the dick. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I was very blessed. <laughs> that was that was the, my my opening joke last night. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it got a it, yeah, it got like sort of like a real a, a real wave of like yeah. Ah, it's visceral. Ooh. Yeah, it's visceral. I yeah. don't consider my like comedic style though like um, dirty comedy. Right. It just no, not like that. I think it was just more of sort of a Louis C.K. like. Ooh, ah, yeah. Well, it sounds like a really like you're telling a true story, and yeah. then it has just a strange ending. So that people are listening, they're like, "Oh, he's gonna. It's gonna be a real story, right. and then it's a completely contrived." Story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some insincerity there. Yeah. So I think people are like, this is a Louis C.K. joke, but then it's just, no, it's a complete absurdist joke. Right. But Louis C.K. does that as well. Like, he has personae. Yes. Yeah. Well, I just mean, like, more diaristic, like... Well, that yeah, that's what I was going to ask both of you, actually, or maybe we can start with you. Like, do you... Heather, do you think of your stand-up as coming from yourself? I think it, I always repeat the question. I think it comes from myself. But then as I've gotten more into the writing part of it, it does take on personas, but it's always really deeply, I think, think like thoughts that I've had 
like I don't put myself in another person's shoes or like like you're not a character I'm not a character no I don't think so how about you Jean um as weird as it is I don't really I think I feel the same way you do I think I I think that I'm uh I think I'm I I consider myself to be like a person who makes things up that's just part of my character so when I make something up it's like that's just who I am I don't know there's like I can't I guess I don't see but I can't find a boundary or something it's like an unhealthy part of my brain yeah it was funny like watching you last night it almost like I mean I, I thought about like uh, your friend Harris Whittles and mm-hmm. like his stand-up practice and like from what what I could find yeah recorded and that sort of like absurdist uh, it's part of your persona in that your persona is that you make up hypothetical situations and like deadpan them as though they're yeah true aka lie <laughs> kind of per- perform lying sort of it's kind yeah. of performing lying yeah yeah bit, but I think like lying implies that you have an agenda and I feel like you don't really yeah no I, I don't think I do I think that you're uh, when when I've seen you I've seen you perform Heather three times I think um, and I find your your comedy performances very emotional like your 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 uh, your emotions are deeply wrapped up into what you're saying, and I've I think I've seen you like kind of border on like laughing slash crying at least in two of those well, three times. Well, the last time I did, the last was time, really intense. yeah, that was really that was the <laughs> most. What was that? Yeah. yeah, it was. Heather performed at No More Games when we yeah. hosted a comedy night there. That was weird, but it was fun. It was Describe fun. it. Do you remember? Like um, the... it was just like thoughts I had stream of conscious thoughts about like life and death and relationships but it was I hadn't really improved before like I don't I normally script everything and then say it as if I was like very classic stand-up uh, and so I kind of was like getting off on the idea of like I was just saying things that I've thought so you it's weird I guess as as you think thoughts over and over again, like in the shower, then you're walking and you have the same, it is like rehearsing. So it was all coming to me like I had rehearsed it. So it was, uh, and then the, like the visceral feeling of me saying things that I'd never written down before, but then it was very like intense, emotional, like life and death yeah. thoughts. But yeah, yeah. Whoa. Is it cathartic? It's happening now, isn't it? <laughs> Is it cathartic to you then? Well, yeah, that's a lot about, I think, how I got into doing stand-up was sort of uh, cathartic for catharsis for myself and to, like, work my way out of a crisis, crisis of my late 20s. But <laughs> Is that when so you started doing That's it? when I started doing Oh, yeah, it. I saw your crisis bit. What did I, oh, did I, what was it? Oh, yeah, wait. <laughs> well, you say. What is, um, just in the, in the Essex Street, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, like, you think that stand-up emerges out of, not out of any kind of, like, need to perform, but, or, like. Out of a, a crisis. Out of a crisis. That yeah. is, yeah, that, and then I said, like, um, like, if you go to jail, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like that joke. 
That was a really good... Yeah, I was watching that with my partner this morning. And because uh, he was, like, kind of... Oh, no, sorry. I wasn't with my partner. I was with my business oh. partner, David. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> David is not my partner. Married to your work. My, uh, <laughs> yeah, your partner. Yeah. I've had my partner I've met people that say, like, this is my partner. And I'm like, yeah, what, where? what, what? And they're like, my business partner. And I'm Wait like, for you it. Said that my business. Really. <laughs> my intense. yeah, in the government's eyes, the tax reason. Yeah, yeah my tax partner. <laughs> um, yeah. You're but, not even my tax partner, though, dude. Not yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is a proposal. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is right. I, w- I want to make this an LLC. I think that was the perfect time to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But, but wait, so you were so you started comedy in the late twenties, but you've been painting before that, mm-hmm. like yeah. Yeah. And we're painting. What is were it? those related, like the crisis, like of? I think so. I think. I yeah. How are they? Uh, yeah. The well, the crisis came out of like. I guess like, trying to find myself as a painter, because it was very easy for me to decide that I wanted to be an artist, but it is very difficult to decide what kind of artist you want to be, and so that. The fact that I was at my late 20s and still searching was confusing for me, that I thought that I would had that figured out. And so, I, it's such a long story, but yeah, like, um, yeah, I would journaling and all this stuff and then had the opportunity to do stand-up and went back to what I was writing in my depression. Mm-hmm and found that it was really funny. And so, or to like perform that, to perform those feelings of anxiety, of self um, loathing, or it's, it was so funny for the audience. And I realized that, and I think it sort of worked myself out of that, that place. So for me, it was like, and I think a lot of people are use comedy and storytelling for that same reason. And that's sort of what I've found since that time to this point like it's something a lot of people do and that's how I've how I've approached comedy but that sounds so like overthought in a way really I was always a funny person always crazy like always saying the wrong thing on purpose because I wanted the conversation to be interesting Mm -hmm. so really come also I had a background in like just trying to be funny all the time yeah but it's interesting because stand-up is so fundamentally scary. Like, that's what, like, comedians talk about. Like, there's no other occupation in which you're in front of a group of people who, like, literally will express their appreciation for you or not really explicitly. Yeah. But it seems like you were in such a space where, like, that didn't even matter, that you could just kind of do whatever you needed to do, and it was, like, that was sort of beside the point, like you were already at that point of crisis or maybe yeah I think I actually had never thought about that so that's really a good point that I didn't realize how fearless I was because I had hit such a wall with my art that I or I was so focused on the art making that I didn't care about this other thing like it was such a expression and it didn't I didn't care if people liked it I just wanted to do it so I didn't really think about that that I wasn't and that's why it was you know in your art if you're like do you like it you know that's not so good and right. I wasn't asking for that from people in and that's the when you're funniest yeah I think so yeah 
if you're, yeah. I also just wonder, I mean, because one word that like comes out in both like the way you're talking about the comedy vis-a-vis the art is kind of like it's just some like the idea of being an amateur at something is like so much more freeing in some ways because it's like you can just it like almost doesn't matter like how good you are or, or not it's like you have a much more pure engagement with it um it's like of, the definition of wherewithal yeah just that that moment when you're there doing it or whatever you're just like present yeah yeah, yeah. i think that it's interesting how the way you well, it's not. I think it's confusing that you would separate, even if it's out of respect for comedy, that you would separate um, the performing and your work, just because in your work there's this kind of um, this thing where you're kind of like performing the same action in series over and over again, kind of like oh, look like look at this move again, look at this move again, and it becomes like. I mean, it's sort of the insistence is funny because it's like, like all in all art, the insistence that it's important is sort of funny to me. But like, when I, I when I see your work like next to each other, it's almost like I'm watching several performances like happening next to each other, you know. And it's there's there's kind of like the same thing happening in your when you're performing stand up a little bit, where I can see that you're saying something, you're performing you're saying like some feeling you've had again and you're like hearing the way your word your words sound as you say the thing again you know i don't know that's great that's like um deadpan like tignataro moving a stool around yeah the stage like <laughs> and like wait like kind of winking at the audience like yeah i'm gonna keep doing this <laughs> yeah like making use of like the sort of disbelief yeah. of the audience and then they're like oh they're like getting that you're sort of using their using their space yeah their energy yeah yeah, yeah. I don't yeah it's funny that to connect the two not that we have to connect the yeah two. yeah no no, no no I was just <laughs> yeah. saying that there are, I see similarities yeah it's funny people are like uh, your paintings aren't funny like they're not really I mean they have gotten more funny in a fun way but they're not like funny they're funny in that like it's sort of like you're like you're almost you're almost gonna finish that face you're getting there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> I, i'm sure i think that too yeah no i think that's cool i i think it it um <laughs> i think it exaggerates something that i think is true of comedy and art which is that comedy is all about what's said and art is all about what's unsaid, you know, like, or like, those are the powers that those two fields hold. Like, comedy is just all about, like, the textual and, like, just the performance and the, the presence. And art really is about those, like, this, like, very strategic subtraction and absence, you know? And I don't know. So it's, it's interesting that that plays out that way. Yeah. How, how do you think about that separation with your, or not? Um, I don't know. I was, I think I was lucky. I, I grew up with, a lot around a lot of really funny people um and i went to high school with a group of comedians that are still professional comedians so i was just i just didn't separate it yeah i was just like okay i'm an artist and this i'm learning about the way that people make art and i'm learning about how to be funny and i'm making goofball videos with my friends and i'm making art i don't know so do you perform it like comedy like i mean no no yeah. i mean i perform a lot in my work so it's just 
part of my work. And a lot of the performances I do are not really funny. Yeah. Um, although, I think I think they're not funny for an art audience. I think if somebody, I've had a lot of experience with posting performances I've done on YouTube with non-art audiences. These kind of, like what's been termed like the accidental audience now yeah. is like they think it's funny. <laughs> You know, they think it's sad or whatever, like that. But that, you know, they're like abject, whatever. They're they're sad, funny. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, that was like uh, one thing that I thought was not funny, but interesting <laughs> about the audience last night at where you performed was that like everyone there was coming from an art context. It was a bunch of artists who also were either moonlighting or like had some sort of like background as comedians as well and they were performing and it was great for the most part like it was like a really solid impressive show but like the audience was full of people who had the expectation of performance art so they were like really patient really supportive really like uh, positive and I was thinking about like a, a comedy audience who would come in, who would pay and would come in with the expectation of like heckling anybody who was bad. Yeah. Um, and there was like a real rift. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there really was. It was a, there was one person who got heckled last night who like really took it really badly. Um, and I think that was a result mainly of the fact that the audience there was like being so positive with everybody. There was one person who was like really real about it. It was just like, you're not funny. Get off the stage to someone who was, you know, going a little long. And, the, you know, it was it was weird. It was that wow. moment yeah. where we realized. Collided. Yeah, where yeah. we're just like, oh, whoa. It was really intense because, oh my God. Again. Like this, this breaks the gallery rules staged. or something. Like, no, right. it wasn't. Jacques' fiance and I <coughs> still. enjoyment or the, the impulse or whatever it is to perform comedy or to be funny period or to want to be funny is related to like like trying to cross over boundaries and trying to eliminate boundaries in the way like you navigate the world whatever um, that's kind of tricky for me because it's really easy for me to navigate the world so it's almost like I perform comedy because I've like become sort of, um, I don't know, like it, it's like the opposite of apathy about the world. It's what like do you active mean engagement. when you say it's easy to navigate the world? I find it, it's like I have a pretty easy existence navigating the world. I don't know. Um, David Rosing, did you not put your phone on silent? I didn't. 
fucking supposed to be a professional podcast. Are we supposed to be a professional podcast? Yeah, dude. We got these. We got this equipment. It's true. <laughs> Every podcast has phone ringing, though. It's like a tradition. yeah. It's a trope. Yeah. Um, it's a, the it's modern a, world. It's a cliche that now we're we're giving our audience. They feed. They, they expected want this stuff. it. Yeah. <laughs> They want to know. Do they have phones? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep, they do. Yeah. They're worried. Is this is this being recorded live? Yeah. Oh, that sounds um, like a like an iPhone noise. Like, oh, it's nice to know that David's doing well. Yeah. Um, um, I had a question for Heather. Um, I noticed, although last night did not prove this to be entirely true, last night's set, um, that there seems to be like kind of a a surge of women artists doing comedy and doing it really well or like kind of like embodying or a perp- like using comedy um, and I was looking at the essay that you sent me about that uh, Laura McLean Ferris wrote that was entirely like female driven and I wondered like what you thought about that or if you thought that there was any like sort of significance to that well, as Jacques was talking, I was thinking about, yeah, like my relationship to being funny. And I think it is how I like behave as a feminist to some extent. And I think as I interact with the world, um, yeah, like maybe it's easier for you to be able to say what you want to say. I think growing up, Maybe it was just as a young girl, it was harder. So I put it under a veil of comedy. So like I was able to like break through or say things that were crazy or I, or it was a way to like for me like to like hang out with the guys in a way and and earn their respect. Like I don't know what I'm if I'm saying I don't know what how it is appearing what I'm saying but yeah like a lot of the I wanted to be funny because I got to hang out in a circle with the guys and I could shoot the shit and throw in my jokes and they would respect me and I would have a, a strong voice maybe it is like that in the art world also like we need a, a voice we're asserting our voice and comedy is a good device for that so yeah I think yeah it gives myself more of a, a voice rather than just being like um, like if I was making like wat- small watercolor paintings, it's very difficult to get noticed. If even if you're a male painter, <laughs> you know, if you're doing yeah. like they're more like they're probably really awesome, but there's a level of like gen- like generic quality to them. So yeah, if you're doing stand up next to them, people will. It's just interesting to stand up historically has been such a male dominated genre to the point that they even like there was like a like an actual cliche of like women not being funny stand up comedians yeah yeah i can't even believe that was a way people thought at one time which yeah, yeah i forget that even yeah cuz i mean it's all it's a it was that was that christopher hitchens article you're talking about yeah. right like it's not that long ago even it's like less than 10 years ago not that long ago it was and it was it was like specifically concerning i think like Tina Fey. A- Amy Poehler and yeah. Tina Fey, and I, it's I was like thinking about that article now, is interesting because, although it was like this, it's you know Christopher Hitchens whatever it's meant to be, it's meant to act this way. I think he meant it to act as a kind of 
um, you know, a challenge or something. Mm -hmm. But it it did like eliminate it because he like he set these like stupid ideas up. He was like, look, they're not funny for these stupid reasons, and everybody was like, oh wait, you're wrong, and like those stupid reasons are stupid. So it like it it allowed everybody to just be like, forget about all that. Yeah, it's over. Whatever those standards were, they're over. Yeah, or something like his stupidity allowed everyone else to evolve. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that's un- Maybe about not intentionally. a lot of things. Well, yeah, especially well, comedy in itself. Like when you say something out loud, like people can like acknowledge it and then decide what they think about it. I'm I have like I don't want to get into politics too much, but I feel like I had like such a optimistic view of like not I don't have an optimistic view of Trump but that Trump was saying these like polarizing things and like having it now be a discussion in the um, global conversation and I thought oh maybe it'll diffuse like he's saying this thing and we're discussing where maybe it was all in the underbelly of America they had these thoughts but no one talked about them so they couldn't get diffused and discussed but actually I think it's giving a voice and making it stronger these ideas or maybe I don't know no, but I no. did at one time have an optimistic idea like what you're saying is like to call attention that it would show how exhausted the ideas are in a certain or way or it would allow like the New York Times to run a op-ed on it and then like counter act counter what yeah. is the word but counter the idea and then they would be discussed and diffused but I don't know I think it's getting stronger don't you don't have to put that in but uh, you're going to offend our ministry. That, that, that it was like yeah. a mea culpa. That it was just like, or um, not a mea culpa. What's the expression for when something has uh, like arrived at its logical end? It's like this is that like Trump would be an example of. Like, yeah, and it allows like people to talk about the ideas, bringing them yeah. into the conversation rather a than just accompli. being. Yeah, yeah that yeah. word. <laughs> it's French. But it, but yeah, so I don't know if I agree with you. Maybe that was what I was saying. I don't know. Like, if giving voice to racism, sexism, is a way to diffuse it. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe it gives strength to those ideas. Mm-hmm. I guess it... Yeah, I don't know. Because I used to think that... I'm sorry I'm talking so much about no, that. I'm no. trying to like just figure out. Like, I used to think Trump giving voice to racist ideas allowed people to have a com- intelligent conversation on why those ideas are bad but maybe it's giving those ideas strength and power right so i don't know sorry we got to ver- strength and power um in a bad name, way that's the name of a blog that i've passed <laughs> guest dan heidkamp uh, strength and power yeah. Is it strength Man. and power? Or taste and power? Taste, taste and power. power. Taste and right. power. Oh, that's better. Yeah. 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 Delete all that stuff. I was just thinking yeah, about... Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We don't no. need to delete it. No. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like Trump... As a comedian, Trump could be like, great, you know, but he's not a comedian. That's ultimately yeah, that's what so the scary. problem is. Is he's just like, he's confused. Everyone's confused. But actually, he's a comedian. Haha. But no, it's not like... If that was the case, like that, it, I don't know. It's not a performance. There's no, there's no joke. There's <laughs> no punchline. I don't yeah. know. Or the punchline is sort of meta in the sense that you're like, look at this happening. <laughs> well, it, it goes back to what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, about, like, yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah. 
like being able saying? to endlessly make something up is kind of the like position of the comedian and seems to also be the increasingly the position of a politician in yeah. some ways or at least you never get called on it yeah yeah it's like this can be this infinite fantasy space yeah except like it's it's real and it's, it's funny because it's it's sort of like being an improv comedian in the yes and sense except that there isn't a yes yeah there's just sort of a no and yeah and then sort of a, a space for your own uh narrative one thing that we ha- we haven't talked about but that I think about a lot um, just having having a lot of friends who are comedians and talking to them and art is really like a sort of like persona non grata in our conversations like I love talking to them about comedy and that's a really fun conversation to have but when they come to my shows or talk to me about art it's like it's like they're walking on eggshells or something they're just like because I and I know the reason for that is that they hate art. Like all my comedian friends <laughs> yeah. hate art. Yeah, because they think it's like really pretentious, right? Or... They think it's pretentious. They think it's ridiculous. They think I think they think it's yeah. It's the, that maybe it's pretentious, but it's really that like the pretension that bugs them the most is the pretension that art isn't supposed to be funny, but that they find it funny. Right. And like that that whole thing that I was talking about about like to an art audience something might be like taken very seriously but everyone else would be like what are you doing like yeah it's ridiculous you know um and that's like that's really played out in like every single comedic depiction of an art situation is yeah so insulting to the art world it's crazy <laughs> but <laughs> like completely always totally ridiculous and yet yeah. the other way i mean it's it's interesting and i don't want to like ruffle any feathers here because I don't mean it personally but like it is interesting how like artists like sort of absorb the comedy world and you know and take it on as like like you were saying like I don't mean to speak for all of comedy yeah and yet I feel like yeah. I see like a lot of artists being like yeah I'm also a stand-up like I'm so sensitive to that yeah. it's and it's, I wish the comedians knew that they don't I I feel so bad I love the comedians and I hate that they would hate me, but <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm pretentious or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just feel like it's um, that like art has a, a insecurity kind of um, complex about it, and that's part of why that's part of why artists are attracted to comedy is because yes. comedy does not have that complex about itself, you know. For it's sure. it's not worried about its cultural importance because yes. I feel like its cultural importance is pretty self evident, but arts is not at all. Yeah, you know, it is so interesting to think about that. Like, I mean, what, like, how the dynamic works where like comedians are like totally reject the pretension of art in some ways, but m- kind of can find their way into like acting in a dramatic thing or something like I mean it, it's just really interesting that like there is kind of a one-sided dialogue there yeah. that uh, yeah I mean I don't know what that says about anything. but yeah like my art isn't particularly funny either that's yeah. another weird thing I have to say like yeah I, I don't want to make funny <laughs> paintings ever usually yeah uh, it's really hard for art to be funny I feel like well yeah funny is time-based I think all art can be funny Painting if you're in on the joke in yeah. a weird way. Right. That's always yeah. like the thing. It's, or like it's illustration, illustrative like yeah. comic strip. But it's even that like relies on text. Yeah, text. 
But like that can't a, be part of it, right? No. Well, now we're yeah. talking about... No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, like, con- okay, I don't want to get into this too much because I'm not an expert on these things, yeah. but they're just floating around. Cause, in but, the like, room con- you're in, you are an expert. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. You are an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted them to say that. <laughs> We've anointed you expert. <laughs> uh, like, concrete comedy. Mm-hmm. Is a belief that objects can embody timing and be funny, like in the bull, like the bullseye that's off center. Like that's David Robbins' example. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if that's that funny because it's under the umbrella of this elitist, like, empire of art, which the jester traditionally should take down. That's his job. So right. the jester, the jester, and in fact, is the most powerful man in the kingdom. And art is the king. And art is saying. the king. Yeah. No, that does make sense. Because it, it doesn't rely that's on awesome. this, <laughs> this like status. We or, really unpacked it. Yeah. So that's the final. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm very sensitive to that. Yeah. And I didn't. I guess I wasn't until I became part of something that I did. It wasn't. I didn't think about it. But then people put it in my like bio, and then people in, are inviting me to perform comedy in art context, and then it's like a weight that I carry around where I wish it was just, that's why I'm like, like I st- almost stopped doing it, you know? Really? Like, yeah. Because you want it to be separate. I want it to be separate, but I don't want it to have such a weight on it. Or like people say, you're an artist comedian. I really, I just, I became a, com- I became a comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to counter. <laughs> I was, I want it to be funny to like not have any label. Like I, that's the whole point of like being, funny is to shake off any label that anyone ever gives you to look at me and think I'm one thing mm-hmm. but when then when I open my mouth I'm something else so for someone to then label me as a comedian that's now I'll say no I'm really I'm actually a serious girl right I'm actually I make giant paintings like Julian Schnabel <laughs> no I'm like a serious person right now well and being able to like move between those two positions like allows you to never have to like end up in one of them yeah I just don't want to be labeled artist comedian yeah yeah I um how do you feel about that I don't know I'm I'm like uh I don't think I don't think anybody would label me artist comedian I think people I'm fine with like performing performance artists but I've been fine I've been like kind of in that world for a while so I'm just like this this is what I am people just like expect me to perform I'm a performance artist and that's like a, it's like a theater kid almost or something it's a, it's it's shameful but I, I'll take it theater you know? kid's cool yeah I mean but performance artist even worse than theater kid it's like Oh, he's I'm a performance a, artist. Yeah. You think it's a shameful label? Just, I think well, it's a very like, shameful label. Well, someone's like, what do you label. do at a bar? That's when you know. Sure. People don't do understand. People don't understand or respect the tradition of being a performance artist. Yeah. I think. Well, it comes down to commerce, right? Like being a comedian, like yeah. you have people pay to come and see you, whereas being a performance artist, people aren't paying. Yeah. People. But what's the difference between that and like a paint? I mean, just. Well, ostensibly, people are paying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it, 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 either way, it's like I don't know, yeah. But yeah, for sure. But like, there's and some a tangible... people make money from their performances. I mean, someone who Marina Abramovich. Yeah, like, or I mean, you know, not because <laughs> I was waiting for her name we to come so out. Many it's just so interesting. That's like, that is what I'm talking yeah. about. That performance art is Marina Abramovich. That's that well, sucks. <laughs> she sort of destroyed. Well, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Performance artist is way cooler than comedian painter. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know. Which is not what you are. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Um I used to say painter when painting wasn't when I first exited graduate school being a painter wasn't cool and so I would look people in the eyes and they'd say what do you do and I'd say I'm an oil painter <laughs> you know I, I really owned it because it wasn't cool yeah so it's cool to like own own that to say performance artist I'm a filmmaker but I don't have a camera I'm yet a filmmaker. <laughs> editing is so hard <laughs> editing that's a huge thing Tell it me is about hard it. is I'm I, an editor yeah <laughs> Like, I think my videos, how my comedy exists online is insane. Because it's one shot with Zach, my husband, with his iPhone, and he laughs. And it doesn't... <laughs> it doesn't convey... If you see a stand-up, it's edited. So the timing, it's mm -hmm. the medium specific. You know, it's medium... Like, the timing is um, emphasized in the, the medium of film. Right. Like a single shot comedy is not funny usually. Because they also like edit in shots of the audience or like there's like yeah, yeah there's yeah. I um, you were you you mentioned uh, Harris earlier. He's my my friend who was a he was a comedian. Um, we yeah, actually sorry I never actually knew him. I just liked his work. Yeah, yeah you no, were you were on the fish episode, right? Like yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Wait, what fish episode? Just well, a, another podcast which is great, like uh, yeah. Analyze Fish, which um, yeah, the most like infamous episode is where they they go to a fish concert. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. with a bunch of crazy fish fans. And I did not actually go to the concert. I was just hanging out before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I've, anyways, we um, he died last year. Yeah. Um, very sadly. Uh, but. Before he died, we were collaborating on. This is the only time I've ever collaborated with any comedian friend on like an artwork. I've, I've collaborated with them on comedy things, but we were collaborating on creating this collage, and it was an idea that he had had where he was like, a lot of comedians have gone to jail. Let's let's like research that, um, and come up with something like. Because I was working on this this work that was like a collage where I was building this huge jail out of like found images of jail cells. And so we looked it up, we found every comedian we could find that had been arrested mm -hmm. and we collaged them into this giant like crazy jail construction thing. And he was like, this David is David is laughing, everyone else is like <laughs> uh, very really concerned today. And like so every it's all these it's all these comedians like that we like cut out from their stand up, like inside cells. They're all making these weird expressions, but they're inside, they're behind yeah, bars, that's you know? Funny. Like, and like, it was, it was this like conceptual art in that Harris was like just instructing me, like, <laughs> what to do, and I was creating it. And were you guys together when you were making it? No, no, he, yeah. he was, he's in LA. And um, no, we were just like talking on the phone and G chatting about it. <laughs> and like, he was like, this is gonna be hilarious. Like, this is gonna be, like, <laughs> and like, I, I finished it. I was like, I finished it. Like, let me send you this, like, it's like a like four foot by five foot JPEG, you know? And like, he, I sent it to him and he was like, this is the saddest, scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's about, like <laughs> and it or is, something. it's terrifying. Like, I have it in my studio right now and I'm like, yeah, I saw is, that. This is horrifying. This it is, was terrible. 
and like I was, fascism, like a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's but, not funny. Yeah. Right. When, well, so when comedians make art, at least partially, sometimes it's, uh, it's true. the most scary or sad. Well, but you describing that sounds really funny, actually. But yeah, like the story the, behind it. The actuality you know, of it yeah. probably is a whole different thing. Well, it's thing. the difference between narrative <laughs> and, uh, and imagery, right? Yeah. That's why there is no funny art. There really isn't much funny art. There's yeah. some. Any art that, that has jokes on it, I find to be the least funny art. Yeah. Like, that's Like Richard Prince? Yeah. Christopher Wall, any of that stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. this is the opposite of funny. And it has a yeah. big joke on it. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> right. Isn't that, isn't it supposed to be the opposite of funny, though? Isn't it supposed to yeah, make it's... you be like, oh, like, people have weird ethnographic <laughs> uh-huh. uh, biases. I don't know what it's supposed to do. I saw the Tony Conrad show, Green Naftalia. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Underwear with you have to maybe it's underwear framed with black <laughs> rectangles on it like his yellow movies only it's underwear. Yeah. It was pretty funny. That sounds funny. But that sounds great. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't see it. Gelatin is funny be. art. Yeah. Gelatin is funny. And gross. Yeah. Yeah. Gross and funny. I and mean, Mike Smith's funny, right? He's yeah. Oh, Mike Smith. He's funny. He's, He's here in spirit. Yeah. Yeah, um, but he makes again time-based art. Doesn't make the paintings. Videos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like to call time-based art videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a video? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I didn't mean to be no, a douchebag. I just no. like wanted to like make it wider. Yeah. 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 No, I was making fun of myself because I really just understood what you said at that moment. Uh, you can make <laughs> you can make fun of my douchebag. What a douchebag! You're not a douchebag. Not a douchebag. Never have you ever been a douchebag. Yeah, that um, like <laughs> that 15th century painter who like makes faces out of like onions and things. That guy's funny. That's not funny. That's Archimbalico. Yeah, that's actually, no. That is not funny, dude. That's yeah, that funny. is like the collage of Evan Harris. That is. <laughs> that Saying is. that that's funny is funny though. Oh yeah, this is. But a lot of art. That okay, so this is art is not funny, but maybe the impetus behind an artwork begins as like fun humor, like a breaking down what has come before it. So that's art does use humor, like Sigmar Polkar, or just like the idea of like making a drip painting. If you think about a painting that came before that, a painting of drips on the floor is funny yeah <laughs> right yeah. so that's like yeah so they are connected like the idea of uh, transgression also we don't need yeah. to totally unpack what's funny that's oh yeah 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 oh i really got it i think i thought that was I the goal half I mean, a beer. Art... i'm getting like stoned <laughs> art is funny the way dying is kind of funny yeah or something i know yeah I'm so <laughs> which is okay. very yeah Josh, for the record didn't drink a beer <laughs> coconut water <laughs> so alive <laughs> you must have drank a ghost or something in it. drink a ghost i'm on to my diet dr pepper now oh, oh chill that was like Super the weird chill. Like a dream sequence part of the podcast. We always the have last one. Ten minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we try to fit it in at the end. Um, Heather, do you have any shows that are coming up that you want to tell us about? Plug? No. <laughs> <laughs> totally no, I, fine. I'm working on some stuff, but it's still being worked out. But I feel like. Me too. Man. Yeah, yeah. I can't. It's not like I can't say it yet. Yeah. yeah. 
That's the power answer. Feel that. Yeah. No. Jacques? Um, well, we talked about this performance I did last night, which is at a place called The Funny Hole, and it's hosted by Jennifer Sullivan, the artist, and Max Hyges. And I think they're going to do a lot more of them, so if anybody hears about them, you should go, because it was really... It was really good. They're um, at 680 Woodward. Woodward. Yeah, in cool. Ridgewood. To so just show up there. Yeah, just go there. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you hear about it, go. I, I vouch for it. But yeah, go early also. Yeah, definitely. Don't get uh, jammed in the corner like your fiancé and me. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it hot? Super hot. Like sweaty? It was actually, <laughs> no, it was sexy. <laughs> like it hot and sweaty? Yeah. Extremely, <laughs> extremely sexy. <laughs> Would you describe it as hot? Sorry, Jacques. It's fine. No, it's fine. And I'm working on some really, really awesome work in my studio, and I'm excited to show, share it with the world. Wait, you're making really, really awesome work? I'm very excited about what I'm working on right now. <laughs> so that's what I'm plugging, my own work in my studio. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm telling you. It's, Keep an eye on Jacques Vidal. Yeah, yeah. It's a name. It's a name. It's going to be coming up soon. I'm real wonder kid. Yeah, 50 artists to watch. <laughs> list. No. 50 under 50. <laughs> 50 under I'm in the 50 under 50. 150 under 50 artists to watch. <laughs> Someone's like, damn it, I'm not on that list. Uh, so many names and not me. <laughs> not me. 1,000 under they 60. They must hate me. <laughs> it's personal at that level. Yeah. It's gotten pretty personal. Feeling a little personal, you know. Yeah, it's personal. Yeah, it's like that painting show at Gavin Brown last year, where it was like painting now, essentially (laughs) every painter, every painter, and like the people who weren't in it were like, "Fuck, like man, like it's just about (laughs) painting, man. Why wasn't it like what the fuck, like." Yeah. I think you could have brought your painting to that show and yeah, leaned it. And, and just gotten it in. Because wasn't it salon style? I actually <laughs> yeah. didn't go, embarrassingly. I was, was traveling. It was very, very salon style. And there were some paintings that were like 40 feet in the air. Um, that was kind of like, I bet you could have snuck one up. No, I didn't. Painting now and later. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good note to have All right. Yeah. Great. Sometimes they're like really specific to his experience, which is also really compelling. Like, if Irene Cara from Fame married, married me, oh, married married Mel Gibson she'd be named Caramel <laughs> which is like chill like tell that to Irene Cara which is cool <laughs> <laughs> tell, it on, tell it on the mountain <laughs> oh. uh, alright let me see the book oh please enjoy <laughs> dissecting the book on, on air is a funny um, there's so many jokes in here so many jokes, man. So many jokes. I asked Joseph Biden when he was planning to retire, question mark. He said he was just biding his time. That's a good one. That's good. Yeah. What do you call an accountant who takes up ice skating? A figure skater. Um, what do you call it when an Italian girl gives you oral sex? Italics. Oh, that's cute. 